Hello, I'm Hilary Walker. I'm Associate Pastor of Oxford Bible Church. I would really like to ask you a question. In your opinion, what do you think is the most powerful muscle in your body? Now, when I asked the children this in children's church, they said, oh, the thigh muscle or the, um, this muscle, um, all sorts of muscles, the neck muscle. But did you know that the answer is um, your tongue is the most powerful muscle in your body? Are you surprised? Let's read what the Bible says about the tongue. In James chapter 5, I'm reading verses um, 2, 3, and 4. It says, For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man. He's a mature man, able to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Um, at one point, I, I was in Iran for a while with the British Embassy, and um, I hired a horse that was a stallion. I mean, it was a big boy. Um, I must confess, he scared me. But the amazing thing was, I was very small compared to him. He had a lot more muscle than me and a lot more power than me. But I was able to turn that amazing horse whichever way I wanted to because of the bit in his mouth. And it says also in verse 4, look at ships, although they're so large and they're driven by fierce winds, um, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Now I've also worked at sea and um, would go from Southampton to Cape Town on several um, voyages and I was on, I thought, a massive ship and it would take ages to turn that ship around but a very small rudder was able to change the course of that huge ship wherever the captain wanted it to go. You can be in a horrendous situation, a very bad situation that you've been in for years and years and years, but I promise you, you can turn it around with what you believe in your heart and say with your mouth. We so overlook the power of our words, the power of the tongue for good and for evil. Um, let me give you an illustration, actually. On the negative side, my friend, um, her, her mother, whenever she would get in her granddaughter's car, she would um, bewail the fact, we're all going to end up in a ditch. We're all going to end up in a ditch. And she said this every time she got in the car for several years. Guess what? They all ended up in the ditch, literally. God was good. Nobody was harmed. But the car and all its occupants ended up in a ditch. But I would like us to read a true story from the Bible. Um, and this one, the power of the tongue is used to bring healing to a desperate and very, very sick woman. I'm sure you know who she is. Um, it's in Mark chapter 5, reading verses 25 to 34. Now a woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. She had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had, and she was no better, but rather she grew worse. But when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment, because she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that affliction. And Jesus, 
immediately knowing himself that power had gone forth out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched me? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Jesus said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Sometimes in this Western world, we don't realize the enormous obstacles that this dear woman had to go through to overcome to get to Jesus. She had a past filled with pain and suffering, enormous financial loss. It says her whole livelihood had gone. Her illness, again, which we don't understand in the Western world these days, is that um, her illness made her ceremonially unclean. By the law, um, her religious law, she was disqualified and she was not a, absolutely not allowed to mix with a crowd of people. She was unclean. And so she had to overcome that in her mind, that she was disobeying these laws. And if she had been discovered, as it were, before she was healed, she would have been in big trouble. And then that constant flow of, of hemorrhaging for 12 years, it must have greatly weakened her. And can you imagine the, the thought of the overwhelming physical demand it could have defeated her, the thought of having to get out, get in that crowd, hope that nobody discovers who she is and, and her condition, and force her way through a thronging, noisy, pushing, poking crowd to get to Jesus. But she kept saying, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. That was her faith speaking. Let's look at Romans 10, 9 and 10, because this confirms what this dear lady was believing and saying. Uh, Romans 10, verse 8, the word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10, because with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. With the mouth confession is made unto receiving any and all of the provisions and promises of God that he has done through Jesus Christ our Lord. Also, let's look at um, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. For all the promises of God in him, Jesus, are yes and amen to the glory of God through us. Every promises of, promise of God that's been given to us through the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ are for you, yes and amen. You are not excluded from any promise of God through Jesus. And it brings glory to God. This woman's healing brought tremendous glory to God. Let's return to that dear lady. She actually took four steps to receiving her healing. 
and we can do the same and we can receive our healing. Now I'd like to ask you, what was the very first thing that she said? She said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be made well. That's verse 28. There's always a Godward side and our side. You see, in this account, the Godward side was someone telling her the wonderful miracles that Jesus is the healer and what he was doing. And she had to believe the report she heard, and then her part was to speak out her faith. Because when she heard about Jesus, she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be made whole. You know, let's think, what would have happened if she had been negative? She had every excuse under the face of the sun on this earth to make excuses. She could have said, oh, no, it's, it's no use. There's no hope for me. Twelve long years I've suffered. These physicians have done horrendous things to me. They don't know what to do with me. They've given up. There's absolutely no hope. I've lost all my, lovely, all my livelihood. I was a wealthy woman and now I've got nothing. I haven't got better after all this. In fact, I'm much worse. I've got nothing to live for. In fact, I might as well just give up and die. If she'd said this, she would not have received her healing because she would have stayed exactly where she was. But because she said, if I can touch but the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And that energized her. The power of God, um, faith, her, her spoken faith received the power of God even then to give her the strength to get to Jesus. The Bible tells us you are snared by the words of your mouth. If she'd said all those negative things, she would have stayed a prisoner where she was. She'd really been a prisoner for 12 long years. You see, if we talk failure, what happens is that failure will hold us in bondage. I've been there. I know what it's like. But if we will talk about the word of God, the promises of God, and believe that they're for us, they are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. And if we talk about our wonderful Heavenly Father and what he can do, so many times we focus on what we can do. And we know that we can do pitifully little. And we, we focus on what the doctors can do. I met somebody um, and her friend um, had cancer and the doctors had tried everything. And she said, my friend is absolutely desperate. Um, she says there's nothing else. The doctors have said there's nothing else that they can do for her, which I think was obviously the truth. But God, but God. Obviously, I gave her a book to give to her friend that would encourage her that God wanted to heal her. You see, so when we talk about the word of God, when we talk about our wonderful Heavenly Father and how powerful he is, um, our faith grows by leaps and bounds. And you see, Jesus said all things are possible to those who believe. Now, her second step was to do it. As, as I'd said at great length, if she'd stayed at home and said, um, she could have just said, actually, if I touch but the hem of his garment, I shall be made well, um, and stayed there. 
and hadn't moved. Yes, she had faith in her heart, but her faith wasn't released because she didn't move. Anyway, she did move. Um, she overcame that obstacle that she was forbidden to mix amongst crowds of people. She had very little strength, but she kept saying and saying, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And she did it. And she came up behind him because she knew that she shouldn't be in the crowd and she didn't really want to be seen. And she's kind of crept up behind him and she just reached out and she touched the hem of his garment immediately, the Bible says. The fountain of her blood was dried up. And she received it. She felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. You know, you know that you're healed. You just know that you know that you're healed. In um, the account of, of this story um, in Luke 8, verse 46, Jesus said, somebody touched me because I perceived power going out of, from me. Let's, let's think of this picture. You've got the crowd, it's jostling and pushing and it's noisy and it's hot and it's absolutely wretched. And many people were touching him. The, the disciples said, these people are thronging you. Why do you say who touched me? Um, and some maybe touched him out of curiosity. Oh, I wonder if I'll get healed. Um, and some were touching him, not even realizing they were touching him. And absolutely nothing happened. But immediately there was the touch of faith. Power poured out of his body into her body, making her whole and well. Let's go through the four steps. You see, she said it. If I but touch the hem of his garment... Not I might be healed, but I shall be healed. And she came for it. She came through the crowd. She pressed for it. She reached out and she grabbed the bottom of his garment. She touched him. And the power went into her. She felt it. And then she told it. Um, many of us want the feeling and the healing before we do the coming and the doing. But it's not going to happen that way because um, we must have the saying and the doing first, then comes the healing and the feeling. Because if you try to feel if you're healed, you try to feel that you've got faith. I know Pastor Derek is covering this in his ABCs of faith. Oh, I highly recommend that you, you hear all the programs because they are so good. Jesus said, power has gone out from me, and it went into her body. You see, Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit of God, and the power of the Lord was present to heal. Do you know the power of the Lord was there to heal anybody who touched him? Anybody. Um, let's see about the power being present. Luke chapter 5, verse 17 um, it happened on a certain day, as Jesus was teaching, there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by. They were listening to what he was saying. And they'd come out of every town in Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law, the power of God was there to heal them. Did any of them get healed? No. But there was one man who was paralyzed and his friends couldn't get in through the door, so they climbed up onto the roof, they hacked a hole in the middle of the roof, and they let him down in front of Jesus. And Jesus told him, be of good courage, 
um, your sins are forgiven you. Rise up. And that man was healed, but the power of God was here, present to heal everybody there. And you see, the Holy Spirit now is the person of the Godhead who's here present on the earth today. Because he is here, power is always present everywhere. The power of God is present in this room. Thank God the Holy Spirit is not only here with me as I speak, but he's there with you in your room, right where you are. Wherever he is, there is power to heal, power to save, power to deliver. You see, these marvelous lights, um, God's healing power, the power of the Holy Spirit, is like electricity. Um, in the physical realm, the, uh, the power of electricity kind of mirrors the power of God. Um, electricity um, is, is in your home, like it is here. Uh, there are outlets where you, you can plug into and receive the blessing. Light, heat, boil a kettle, cook your food, etc. Although it's there, you can't see it flowing, you can't hear it, you can't fit, well, unless you stick your finger in the, <laughs> in the socket, um, and you can't feel it. Nevertheless, it is present. And guess what? That electricity is just waiting there for you to use it. Is it selfish of you to plug in and use it? No. It's sensible. And so the power of the Lord is present to heal you now. You can plug into his power right now. Why can you do that? Why do I say that it's present? Why do I say that it's for all? Simply because God has already provided your healing and my healing. The Bible tells us very clearly in Isaiah chapter 53 that God laid all your infirmities, all your sicknesses, all your diseases, as well as all your sins on Jesus when he hung on the cross because he took the curse for us. And there was an amazing, great exchange. Jesus bore it all. In exchange, he took the punishment that was due to us. And in exchange, he has given you, he's given me, anyone who will accept his righteousness, his right standing with God. And he's given you his health. He's given you his wholeness. He's given you his peace. You see, like the electricity, which is unseen and unheard, flowing through your home, the power of the Lord is there, right where you are. Let's return to our story. What the woman said was her faith speaking. How did her healing come? She believed it in her heart and confessed it with her mouth. And that's in Romans 10, 9 and 10. Um, one of our musicians has actually put this to, to music. I, I won't sing it to you, but part of it is believe it in your heart, confess it with your mouth. Believe it in your heart, confess it with your mouth. Believe it in your heart, confess it with your mouth, and you'll be healed, and you'll be saved. Those are the words we use. And then we sing Romans 10, 9 and 10. And do you know that was an anchor for my soul when I was sick? I kept singing it and singing it and singing it and singing it. And my heart heard it and believed it. 
and the healing power of God manifest in my body. And it is a proven fact that if you say something enough times, you believe it. You absolutely believe it. Um, let your heart hear the word of God from your lips and faith will rise in your heart like that dear ladies. Now there was a time when I had the most um, scary, frightening um, symptoms in my body. I could see the symptoms, I could feel the symptoms and fear attacked my, my mind. Um, and I was so grateful for good teaching um, and I really loved to, to listen to um, Kenneth Hagen Sr.'s um, basic faith messages because, again, that was an anchor for my soul. And there was a part that the Holy Spirit really quickened to me. And he was talking about people receiving healing and people receiving the baptism and the Holy Spirit. And he said that he would say to, he would say to people that they needed to say um, from, let's say, from one service to the next service, which would be maybe three days apart, to say that when I, when I am prayed for, when, hands, when I next go to church and hands are laid on me, when I'm prayed for, I shall be healed or I shall receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. He said it never, never, never failed. And that was an anchor for my soul. I had heard this teaching actually many times and I'd never heard that bit. And it was absolutely amazing. I took a hold of it and I was saying, when I next go to church and Derek lays hands on me, I shall be totally healed. And I said it again and again and again. And you need to say it again. Every time you think of your healing for that point of contact, which is what the woman did. And um, the morning service came and I was just saying in my heart, the symptoms were just as bad, if not worse, after I'd started saying that. And I just kept saying, when Derek lays hands on me, I shall be healed. Close the service, saying goodbye to people. You know, people were getting their cups of tea. And the power of God is faithful. Only God knew what I had been saying. Derek had absolutely no idea. And it took me by surprise. This has never happened to me before in my life. But the power of the Holy Spirit came upon me. And I was shaking. It wasn't a nasty shaking, but it was a shaking from top to toe. And Derek just happened to see me out of the corner of his eye. And normally I say, you know, just leave me alone. <laughs> Don't touch me. But he said he felt really compelled to come and lay hands on me. And when his hands came on my head, I thought, that's it, I'm healed. But afterwards, I had to keep my eye on Jesus and away from the giants. The giants were the, was the pain. The giants were the outward manifestation of sickness and disease. And I had to keep my mind um, focused, stayed on the Lord Jesus Christ that when hands were laid on me, I was healed. And it was like three days later, when I got up, I knew I was healed. I just knew. And you know, all the physical symptoms had totally disappeared. God had totally delivered me. God is faithful. God is 
faithful. He is so faithful. And it's, I think it would be good for you to establish your point of contact. Um, if I may make you know, two or three suggestions, you could say, uh, what I want you to say is keep on saying till the next program. Um, every time you think of your healing, if you say, um, when Pastor Derek prays for me um, at the next TV program, I shall be healed. When Pastor Derek prays for me next week in the TV program, I shall be healed. Or if you go to church, please, you do. When I go to church and hands are laid on me, I shall be healed. If you're faithful to say it, if you really mean it, you will say it every time you think of your healing. Or if you don't want someone to lay hands on you, you could say the next time I kneel and pray and I ask God to heal me, I shall be healed. But establish your point of contact. And as I said, for follow-up after your point of contact, what to do after you've prayed. As I said, don't look at the giants because they will try and get in your face and in your feelings. But keep looking to Jesus, that he is the healer. His power is present to heal you, just like this electricity. Every time they turn a light on in your house, just think, that is like the power of God that's present, waiting for me to receive. And there's another song, and I, you know, I do assure you I won't sing it, but it's God's healing power is working mightily in me. God's healing power is working mightily in me. No matter what the doctors say or what I feel or see, God's healing power is working mightily in me. And that's what I sang again and again and again. And I was flat and I was off key. And thank heavens, nobody had to listen to me. But I sang it and it worked for me. God doesn't have favorites. It will work for you. If you believe it in your heart, confess it with your mouth, you'll be healed, you'll be saved, you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. God bless you.